Greetings, my most excellent friends, and welcome back to the Sam Demas School of Film podcast. <laughs> it's happened already. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, look, look, join us and Brad's cat on our most ex- excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim. Uh, that's uh, is that Milo? Is it? Yeah, it's Milo. Yeah, that's Milo. <laughs> And He's with mad. and we with me and Milo in the booth today is Al Braden Jules. How are you guys? <laughs> Good mate. <laughs> bon Jovi. Give that poor cat some food, Brad, please. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> it's got um, comic timing. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, I hear all the listeners going. Who is that fifth voice in the booth today? <laughs> well, we have a very very special guest uh, today, and she and she deserves this most excellent um, introduction. She's an award-winning writer, producer, and director. Uh, and during the first wave of the pandemic in 2020, she co-created and directed the acclaimed web series Loving Captivity, which received completion finding from Screen Australia and won Best Series and Best Director at the 2021 London International Web Fest. Woo! Uh, she's Ooh. also... she's also she doing on our podcast? Then? I know. I know. <laughs> Seriously, it's going through all our minds right now. Um, she's also worked on season two of Miss Fisher's Modern Mysteries, and she has credits also for The Heights, Neighbours, and Erinsborough High, which she also script produced. So without further ado, Jesus. welcome Libby Butler. Hello. <laughs> That's the best introduction applause. I've ever received. Do you feel <laughs> a little embarrassed? Did you just read that entire biography that I sent you? Pretty much. I liked it. <laughs> well, you know, I did have a look at it and I thought, oh... What can I cut out? But I thought, no, bugger it. Let's just go verbatim, almost. Oh, that's extremely kind. Thank you, Tim. Oh, you're welcome. Um, It's a pleasure to be here and very nice to see and hear the old Field Brothers um, once again, who I knew in a past life. (laughs) 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 Hence being invited on the show. Now, the real reason we brought you here, Lib, is not because you happen to choose the movie, but we just want to drill you for neighbours stuff. What's yeah, Tony yeah. really like? Go yeah. ahead. Oh God. Okay. Well, this. How many people listen to this show? First of all, does 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 Ryan us, us four listen? And maybe three others. Yeah. <laughs> um, what can I tell you about neighbours? Um, well, Tony is an utter professional and always turns up, um, and he wants to be a pilot. So I don't. He keeps threatening to leave um, wow. to go and be a pilot, but cool. I think ultimately it's. Too good a gig. In to, your to in your professional toady. opinion, do you reckon that ship has sailed for a young toadfish? Maybe. Uh, well, COVID hit, so yes. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every single pilot is now unemployed or being the bachelor. So um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's um. I think it's done and dusted for him. But I mean, you know, he's probably got enough money to have his very own jet now, and he flies around yeah. Melbourne. John maybe with. Yeah, maybe he could yeah. do a neighbours tour. I mean, you know, a flight oh. tour. I mean, combine his right. combine his gifts. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, yes, no, but I have um, written for Neighbours for about ten years, so I've um, been privy to a lot of those bonkers storylines um, and a lot of Toady writing. Yeah, a lot of houses burning fun. down and all that sort of stuff. A lot it's of schools wild. burning down. A lot of um, yeah, um, yeah, hotels exploding. <laughs> it's um, wild. Yeah. A lot of people falling under, like, concrete slabs, you know, yeah. a lot of that. Um, more more so importantly, from my point of view, why hasn't Toadie gone down the natural progression of Neighbours people and started, a, like, an international music career? 
Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he probably did at some point, and it's been buried by the fixers somewhere. Hey, yeah. the fixers. Oh, it's a whole job. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Auto-tune yeah. is a wonderful thing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just been extremely wise and savvy and has a lovely life. Um, <laughs> I am um, currently employed them. in an Australian <laughs> acting profession. Yeah. Tick done. Yeah. Tick done. For a very long time. Yeah. What, it'd be 20 years, over 20 years he's been on that show, hasn't it? Yeah, I think he's actually been on for about 25 now. We did yeah, his big 20th anniversary a few years ago. Um, wow. And we gave him like a, a 21st ponytail. birthday party. Yeah, he had a birthday. He, he cut it on the show. Like there's a... <laughs> did he? I think it's part of like... I think it's in an art department drawer somewhere. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, there's a proper replica <laughs> I need to make. Yeah. It's like if they ever need to do a flashback, they'll just stick it to the back of his head, get some gaffer tape out, psh, on the back. There you go, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and now he's got his light and easy ads to, um, you know, to okay. also live off. That's his side hustle. Is it? Is it still one of those things that's massively funded um, by its overseas um, popularity more than yes, here still? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So it's still um, the main commissioner is my is Channel Five in the UK, and mm-hmm. it does really well Amazing. for for them overseas, so, um, as opposed to here, where you know, I'm. I'm not entirely sure of the numbers right now, but um, let's just say I don't get approached by a huge amount of fans in Australia. <laughs> I've, I've watched an episode of Neighbours. It was translated into Flemish when I was in the Ooh. Netherlands, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life because straight oh. after it was Dr. Harry. Was oh. <laughs> so it was two Australian oh, shows nice. in a row, both translated into Flemish. I know the jingle to Harry's unreal. practice still. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's still very popular overseas and get, you get, gets you far more credit overseas. When I lived in Scotland for a while, um, it really gave me a serious, serious cachet over there, whereas here, I think it makes people want to avoid you. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of pop culture in Australia, though, is it? It's just, it's, it's just like Vegemite. It's, you know, it's just one of those things. Yes, it's just, just, it's just, it's just part just of the fabric of life. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. Yeah, yes. good on them. I'm very proud of it. I love the show, and I'm super proud of writing for it. And I have a great time um, half the time writing for it. So that's, awesome. that's all I one can of the girls for. I went to school with's uncle wrote the neighbor's theme song. Oh God, is she loaded? Um, I don't know. It was her uncle, so I don't know. Oh. I haven't seen her since I left school, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. he spread the wealth. So, uh, Rebecca Sutherland, if you're listening, can you uh, drop your uh, uncle's name? I have no idea. Oh, she'll be listening, no doubt. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Libby, wow. you're, you selected the film today. Um, I did. You're taking us back to a great year. It's, 1989 is the year of our fathers, so this is, this is the year of Bill and Ted. So <laughs> I it's, know. It's very special for us. Um, yeah. And we're going to watch the comedy love story, romantic comedy... When Harry Met Sally, not like, and I, I'm a little ashamed to admit this, but I haven't seen, I hadn't seen this before this. Neither, neither. No, I haven't seen it. I feel like all three of you were too. Oh, sorry, all four of you were too busy watching Bill and Ted. Um, reasonable, probably. Yes, <laughs> totally fair. Yeah. And I, I, was, I had seen this before. Okay, uh, just just once. As the romantic of the group, <laughs> yeah, he is. <isn't laughs> uh, <laughs> romantic <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I have to say, I think I was probably too busy watching this because I haven't ever seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, God. What? You just lost all the no. credibility that we just roped you <laughs> up about before. It's all gone. But see, it's and so you're weird. A because, and I was thinking, I know, but I was thinking about this, and, and there's a lot of things like, 
I, well, I am a writer and um, I, <laughs> Sorry. and I did, I, Keanu Reeves was one of my, you know, the posters in my room growing up, but not because of no. Bill and Ted. Like it was, that makes part of this then. It was for things like, <laughs> I mean, he still is. Like, my um, partner's got a huge problem with it. Oh, he's totally um, in the jail hall, you know, jail pass or whatever that is. Um, but he yeah. is, he, yeah, he was on my wall for like parenthood and then speed as opposed to, um, Bill and Ted. Speed. He's good in Parenthood. Like he's great in Parenthood. Yeah. Is that yeah. the one where he's a dra- he's a drag racer? Yeah. 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 Him and his brothers. Seen him a long time. Yeah. And then he was in a Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore, and that was I mean it was a really bad film, but um, <laughs> he was dreamy, and I mean that's all you really want as a teenage girl is for them yeah. to be dreamy. <laughs> he's so. also the uh, Canadian goaltender in uh, Youngblood. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, I agree, Bailey. Let's right, get on with the show. We've got so, a movie to talk about. Here. All right, all right. So, Jules, before you hit the booth, there. Look, it's important here at the San Diego School of Film that we acknowledge and are grateful to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the unceded lands we are recording on. Jules, hit the booth, please. Gentlemen, we're history. I, s- I swear, when it, like that gets lo- when you can't hear it, it gets longer every time. That that sound. No, it's reckon- funny because I I can't hear it either. <laughs> I just have to I just have to look at the little audio meter. That's it. Um, Libby, how uh, how au fait are you with how we do things here at the San Diego School of Film? Um, not so au fait that I that's wouldn't totally mind fine. a, um, you know, no, that's totally instructions. Cool. Look, I think you're with like 99.8% of the population, so that's fine. <laughs> so look, the first thing we do here is we find out what happened. We've just arrived back in 1989 and the thing we need to do if we're going to be, you know, 1989 savvy is to figure out what happened in that year. And that's Brad's job. He's our resident historian. Cool. So be so let's get into <gasps> history with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. <laughs> Thank you, Timmy. Um, you will have noticed that I brought my cat with me to 1989. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, <laughs> it's not bad by the sounds of it. Yeah, no. Oh, shut up. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, 1989. Um, when Harry Mattelli rated R. Sure. Mm, okay. Six. Yeah, right. Uh, in, yeah, interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, Aaron, 35 in 1.85 to 1. This cost uh, $16 million to make, and worldwide gross was $93 million. Yeah. So it did all right. Yeah, it did all right. This was huge, right? It was a big film. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a very popular film. Um, went through all the um, also known as's, and uh, there was no funny ones. Not even Bulgaria came up with like sixes or sevens and backwards R's and things like that for us this week. So, no uh, also known as. Um, we've been in 1989 before, so we did Dead Poet Society. Um, yeah, so because I was just going through the bits and pieces that we've done. So, instead of going back to just saying just do that, I've just quickly gone through everything. Um, what happened in 1989? There was the Hillsborough disaster where 96 people were crushed to death. At a Nottingham, Nottingham Forest versus Liverpool FA Cup quarterfinal match, oh, yeah. um, the Cold War ended. Um, the Exxon Valdez dumped 240,000 barrels of oil uh, into the ocean just off the coast of Alaska. 
Um, the Soviets pulled out of Afghanistan, which goes back to our Charlie Wilson's War episode a couple of while a little while ago. So after ten years of occupation, the Tiananmen Square massacre, uh, the Game Boy was uh, yeah I know there was a lot of a lot of great things happening in 1989. Game Boy was uh, released. Um, Denmark became the first country in the world to recognise same sex couples. Um, the Oscars went to Rain Man. Um, Dustin Hoffman for Rain Man and Jodie Foster for The Accused and more importantly and the most importantly uh, a litre of milk cost 85 cents and a loaf of bread was about $1.37 wow. yeah, according to the Australian Bureau, Bureau of Statistics great segment great segment great segment right great segment when Harry met Sally here we are now Libby yes what? and Milo and Milo and what? Milo <laughs> So you brought this film to us. What, what's what was the what was the reasoning for this? Uh, it, obviously, you spoke about before about how it was a pretty big part of your younger years. Is that uh, has it always been with you as a, as one of those films? I don't think. Well, I was only seven when this came out, so I don't um, think I was watching it back then. But it's. I mean, I've, I'm a real romantic comedy tragic, and I do love them. <laughs> um, I love the formula of them. I love that even though you know what's going to happen, like from the first, you know, three scenes, because these two are the, you know, they're the two leads, they are going to end up together because it's a romantic comedy. But for me, this is just such a, it's like the best of its genre because they are constantly together and it's all talking and it is Mm. the talking and the script is so light and dark and brilliant and engaging that the, and the characters are so engaging as a result that you just don't care like that the, mm. it's a formula it's um it's just it's so beautifully written by nina efron who's you know a huge um inspiration nora. of mine nora did i say nina <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's just mansplained nora efron too <laughs> I, meant nora. I feel gross i think i, I, think I, I must feel be dirty. nervous i was like nina nina um yeah so i yeah, I just think the characters are so engaging you don't care um, that it is, and that's the best thing about the best romantic comedies. Mm. Um, and the fact that they're friends and they, it's, there's this kind of this overarching question of whether men and women can legitimately be friends or whether um, romance and sex will always come between them. Um, I just think that's such a great kind of knotty premise um, mm. that leads, lends itself to some fantastic conversations and heartache and stuff and that's why i, I love you, the movie i tell you what i did love i did love all the snippets of all the older couples throughout oh. telling their stories yeah Some i absolutely loved it oh. and they're all real except for obviously harry and sally mm-hmm. but they're all real couples and they're so it's so beautiful isn't it bloody delightful mm. isn't it yeah yeah it was, it was just I funny about like the okay, Jules. I was gonna say, there's there's that one couple. He's like, oh, I met I met her when I was with my ex-wife. And, <laughs> yeah, that's and what she, I was gonna yeah, say. And I'm just hilarious. like, oh man, this is. I'm like, these guys are very different to the rest of them. I was like, but then there was right. like this. There was this other couple, and they were pretty much speaking simultaneously, like at the exact same time. <laughs> oh, but they were saying, but they were saying different things, and they were complimenting each other. It was just this crazy, awesome dynamic it, between that them. That one, yeah. f- that one felt like a Christopher Guest film. Yes. Like they yeah. were just like yeah. ad libbing their way through it, yeah. like oh. a Jane Lynch and a. Um, it's totally best in show, isn't it? That? Yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah. And that beautiful, the beautiful Asian couple and the, the wife doesn't say anything and he's just, like, talking about going to visit her in the village and saying, like, she looks really nice to me. Like, yeah, yeah. that's just so... <laughs> oh, so cute. Um, yeah, I really love I really love that. It's a beautiful way of um, breaking up it is, the yeah. scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, it's good um, because but yeah, you I just, like, that... I love everything about this film. Like, I love the fashion. I love... Um, I love the two characters. I love that the the side characters are so fully realised um, in such a succinct way. Um, mm. You love them just as, almost as much as Harry and Sally. They're so brilliant. Um, and, uh, yeah, like there's there's lines in there that I would remember and quote all the time. I'm sure like how you guys do with Bill and Ted. Um, so. no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I just th- and I think the direction is really beautiful as well. It's something that I've started to take note of more, more recently. Um, and I watching it, rewatching it again, I've really noticed it even more. I just think, yeah, I think it's beautifully directed. And I think Nora and Rob um, Rob Reiner, the director, were great friends. And so this mm. is almost it's kind of like them being friends and falling yeah. in love. And I think they're both so invested in this movie that I, the heart is really pure. Yeah, it definitely comes through. You can there's a there's a, like a twenty minute interview with them both on YouTube, and you get that sense. You get that like, oh, you guys are like total pals. Yeah, like that yeah. chemistry comes across. Yeah, it's mm. it's gorgeous. Um, so it's a lot of uh, uh, second appearances for us in this film. Obviously, we've had Rob Reiner before with um, Princess Bride, and Billy Crystal was in that as well. We had Carrie Fisher was in the Blues Brothers mm-hmm. and Meg Ryan way back to episode two Tim yep did you say Inner Space Billy Crystal Inner Space Bride yeah yeah when, he's, uh, mir- he in- he's Miracle Max oh, Miracle Max that's yeah, right exactly. yeah 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 of course and <clears throat> also second appearance from Tracy Reiner aka Betty Spaghetti <laughs> makes oh, really? a brief oh. appearance in the charade Jeez. scene I was like there's a, there was a lot of ticking going. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was a very small oh, part, man. but uh, yeah. Is she the one that says I'll I'll have what she's having? No, no, that's no, the no, old, no, that's no, the old no. lady in the yeah in the. That old lady no. is of some significance, though. I think isn't that? I think that's Rob Reiner's mum. Oh, that's oh, okay. right. Oh, that's a bit cute. Yeah, I think so. Anyway. Well, look, we've we've touched on that now. So that's the famous scene from this film is the uh, is the fake orgasm scene in in the cafe. Which is probably the thing that, like, it, when this movie was out or was recent-ish, this was used in many TV commercials. It was spoofed in many films. It was, you know, spoken about on many TV shows. This is the big part. Like, this is the line and the scene from this film, as far yeah. as pop culture goes, I think, is, is this. Oh, 100%. And, well, this, that, it was definitely it's my all... touchstone Yeah, this film. Yeah, like, like, this mm. is the most that I knew about this film, was that scene. Yeah. But I, I, and you know it. You like you know what film it's out of. You're like, oh man, like when Harry met Sally, and I knew that that scene was in it, but I had no understanding. And of that, but that's all, that, for most people, that's yeah, all they know about this film is that scene, and they've, they've never seen it. They know that that scene is from this film, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. But that's that just shows you that like that scene was so good, and yeah. obviously uh, also very you know probably controversial, especially in 1989 and blah blah blah. So it was it was it was good. That was like it's still my favorite part of this film. It's like it's just hilarious scene, and I, I love and the guessing, fact that like he's just sitting there just going 
yeah, whatever. Like, you're not embarrassing me. <laughs> and everyone else in their cafe is just like, mm. <laughs> And I'm guessing that's why the movie received an R classification. Yeah, that would probably yeah, be maybe, it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I couldn't think of anything else. There's, there's not really anything really bad anywhere There's else. like two or three Insane. swear words, but there's no other gratuitous nudity or violence or anything. There's no violence um, in it at all, is it? No, like it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no action or anything. Um, oh, there was that scene where he jumps off the building, and kills those commandos. And stuff. <laughs> Did you not see that? Um, and that was the jewels yeah, edit. Do you not remember <laughs> the jewels <laughs> edit that no when one else seen? Met Sally. <laughs> yeah, the, the jewels um, edit. Yeah, has, that scene is. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny because, like, I think, and it's kind of like with you know with songs. If you overplay a song and take it out of context, you know, or put it in a commercial or something, you know, you kind of stop loving it. But you watch that scene within this show and it is so beautifully done. And Meg Ryan is like, oh, my God, she's just a genius, the way that she handles that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I found it a bit off-putting uh, because it's so well, because it was my reference to this film. Like, it's such a famous scene, like mm-hmm. the whole the whole scene, like the lead-up to explaining what's happening and, like, you know... I know the context of the scene and and so it really felt like it was dropped it was quite jarring because I'm like oh you know I'm watching and I'm invested in these characters and then we got to the diner and I'm like oh here's the scene here it comes yeah now I'm watching the scene you know and then once it was finished I went back and you know like it it, I'm sure on a on a non-contextual watch it would have gone really nicely but it just felt a bit like oh this is a significant bit. Oh yeah, I think yeah, yeah I hear. Went forward a bit more. It was like, oh, here it comes. Like you know, it's it was like almost within the first two seconds of that scene. You're like, yeah, ah, yeah. As soon as you're in the diner, you're like, yep, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, here we so, go. Sit forward a little bit, pay a little more attention. You know, but I was actually really worried that um, that the movie was going to be really, you know, not so great. A bit dated. Crap, and it was just, well, I'm not not even dated. I was just a bit like, oh. Perhaps the movie's not that good, but it was this one scene that kind of everyone was talking about, and that's what carried it through. Oh yeah, you know, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I actually really enjoyed this film. Like, you know, I'm not so much of a uh, romance film kind of guy. I do like the odd one here and there, but um, but I was really on board with this. The, the first five minutes, I was like, I was like, Harry's an asshole. Like, this guy's such, <laughs> yeah, he's such a dickhead. This guy, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm really going to enjoy this. I was, I was worried it was going to be a bit, um, yeah, not. So oh, like nice, a toxic, but, like a toxic guy with yeah, like, more, a really beautiful toxic, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right. I was really worried. What was, what was that film we did? The Christmas one, and it's the, all the different stories. It's the um, oh, love actually, love actually, yeah, love actually, right? Like, as, I was a bit like, oh, maybe it's going to be this amalgamation of yeah, this toxic. Yeah, masculinity crap, and I'm just like, but it wasn't. I was, I was so well, pleasantly surprised, and I was really glad that they, that that whole theme of, oh, a guy can be a friend with a woman without, you know, sex getting in the way. Like, I, I really glad that that was uh, a major point of the film was to portray that. I thought at first when he first said it, I thought it was just going to be, oh, he's just making this comment at the start of the film, and that's it. And then. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. So. Yeah, it feels like they really explore that idea, don't like they're both kind of there for each yeah. other because they because they're too emotionally vulnerable to get out there and really properly date again. But yeah. they do it. They they st- they kind of cope with their vulnerability and their um, heartache in such different ways. Like he goes out there and you know fucks everything that moves, and she <laughs> um, you know takes a bit more time for herself, which I feel like is true to life, maybe. Yeah. That, that I mean, obviously they were not dealing with their 
problems very well. They they were not dealing because when both of them obviously have encounters with their ex partners, i.e., getting married and things like that, and both of them are a mess. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you have not been dealing with your problems. If you are <laughs> holding to that much emotion so long after the fact, like you are not dealing with your emotions well. You know, like, but but I think also that you know I think. At the start of the movie, however very handsome they make Billy Crystal out to be, because that's the thing is like he's not, you know, he's kind of like a small beta looking guy and he's with Meg Ryan. Like she's she is superlative, you know? You know, like Charlie's Angels. She's so gorgeous, like so gorgeous. And he's kind of like so you he'd know. be he'd be the guy where you'd say he's got a good personality, right? Exactly. But <laughs> very at the start thing, of the <laughs> film, at the start of the film, he's really hot. Like he's he's very yeah. handsome. I feel and like they made her quite like goofy in the yeah. in that college. Like she had oh. a Farrah Fawcett, Charlie's Angels haircut. <laughs> but like the Which shorts. Is beautiful. So okay, like, so can I bring up the shorts? So please bring I bring up the shorts. And this is a, this is a note that already. I wrote. So it's such. I think this is the most brilliant piece of direction because she says um, he talks about she's you know she's wearing these long shorts, which are the most unsexy things I've like ever seen in my life, right? And no, and they're talking about. And I think he's talking. So Harry, they're meeting for the first time, and he's like, "Oh, you haven't had good sex," and she's like, "I have too." And it's like as soon as he says, "You haven't had a good sex," and she says, um, and then then the next shot is her getting out of the car in the long shorts. And it just yeah, felt yeah. to me of like, yep, that's the point that you're making is that, no, she definitely hasn't had good sex because yeah, she wears not long in shorts. shorts. like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and I know because, like, I was 18 and I wore long shorts and I was a total virgin and I wore those long shorts. <laughs> and I was like, she's definitely me. <laughs> uh, and that's why I love the direction yeah. so much. She's so, he's so good at that stuff. Um, it was there was I loved there was a lot of like really subtle background stuff going. It came from the script, but it came from others that acting as well. Yeah, there was this one particular that like when she was talking to Carrie Fisher, and Carrie Fisher's going through a Rolodex. Oh, how good's the Rolodex, dudes? Oh, so and and Sally's like, oh, he's married. She's like, oh, really? And she just folds, folds the it? corner <laughs> <laughs> instead just, of like throwing the card away. Just. It's like, okay, we'll she's pop that one whole, on hold. She's got a yeah. whole system. Like. <laughs> but it's the best that she has that in her handbag, right? Like, yeah, yeah, so exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the part of the movie that I think probably has dated the worst for me and, and the worst of all the romantic comedies from the 80s and 90s and even the 90s, like, friends and stuff, mm. is that there is this huge push for women to get married and it's such a status mm. thing to be yeah. married. Mm. And they say in that... Like in in that scene by the Central Park Lake, the other friend Alice says to um, Meg Ryan, "Well, at least you could say you were married," and yeah. and I was just like, like "Oh, really? That really jars with me. Like it doesn't it, that marriage isn't love and all that stuff." And I think now, like we don't think about it in the same way. I would say, mm. um, but yeah, those they kind of do, and, and she's all about marriage and you know, old school. They, you know, there's there's a wedding at the end, and that means that you know um, Carrie Fisher's um, character has succeeded almost. Yeah. And mm. I, it's a real end end goal. But yeah, for women, it's like oh, they've succeeded if they get married, yeah. um, which is mm. definitely the worst part of it for me. But that is such a sign of the times, and so you you let it go because of that. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. in in a lot of ways, and we've kind of touched on it a bit. A lot of ways, 
it's really much it's really quite ahead of its time in the whole romantic comedy genre like it's not it's not a stock standard like boy meets girl something there's a conflict you know or they hate each other at the start and they're forced to hang out together and then they fall in love at the end there's like you know they 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 leave each other right at the start yeah they're like well it was nice to meet you i'll never see you again obviously they're going to but you know the characters as far as we know are done with each other and it's like it's interesting yeah it's, i was gonna say it's interesting that they they keep going with that same kind of formula like i kind of thought that they were going to separate the once and then when they meet again then it would continue with that love story but instead they, they constantly go through different relationships you know they meet each other a couple of times and it, like we really go on a much longer journey with them than I expected. I thought it was just going to follow that same old Hollywood formula. Yeah, me too. Uh, but it, it really didn't. It really like you know like, because what did they say at the end? I think they're they're twelve years. They've known. Yeah, it was twelve years. Yeah, twelve years. And I was like, wow, what an what an awesome way just to portray twelve years of like right. these two people's lives. You yeah, know? like it, it was really good. So. And like, there's no there's no external conflict in this film. The only thing keeping them apart is like each other is like yeah. their friendship yeah. basically is like an internal not- conflict so much better than like a big giant red arrow poking at you you know like yeah. it's just that's what i love about <laughs> it I, that's that's how i think about it when i'm writing my stuff is it's like yeah like you've got these two kind of green bubbles and then a big giant red arrow like poking their way into their <laughs> lives whereas hmm. like they've actually got all those red arrows inside themselves and they're not letting each other be ha- they're not letting themselves be happy because they're so terrified that they might lose the friendship and how many yeah. times have we all heard that like in yeah. our lives yeah. god yeah. that was my whole high school existence <laughs> i don't want to ruin the friendship like oh god really? <laughs> um but yeah that's a part of i I think it's so beautiful that they yeah it is just it's basically about friendship um Mm. and then you know it's the whole nice thing that friendship can turn to love and then that's the best kind of partnership that you can have it's beautiful i think that the 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 love between them was was always there was just different not always there but it, it, it developed over a certain amount of time so they'd been in love with each other but from a a friendship purpose um because they were more than friends, because they were they were literally like the other person's go to person when it, when anything was wrong, that was who they called, that was who they contacted. Whenever they needed help, that was who was there for them. So there was there was more than just a normal friendship there. There was definitely a love of some sort, like a, a platonic one, and then it and turned into a romantic that, one. But that's the thing for like it is. It's a deep friendship, and that's what I think mm, the movie very much explores so. is that. Yes, you can be friends with guys. I mean, sorry, men can be friends with women, straight women. I mean, straight, you know, men and women can be friends. But there's, I think what they're talking about is this deep friendship that, Mm. you know, they are the person Mm. that you call and see and go on holidays with. And um, and that's that's the stuff that gets messy and murky, I think. And that's what Mm. that kind of level of male female friendship is difficult to sustain and maintain when you both get partners and things like that. Mm. Yep. Um, mm. And obviously that's because, you know, you kind of get to the point where you're like, oh, of course I love this person. Like I love everything about them and I love talking to them and I want to talk to them all the time. Well, then why wouldn't I want them to be my partner, you know? Yeah, I mean, they mention that, don't they? Where, you know, I think um, Harry mentions that, that, 
you know, you have a deep friendship with someone and if a partner does come in, they're going to question why you're needing to get that part of a relationship from someone else. And they're going to start questioning, you know what I mean, their own relationships. So, yeah, it's... I had a bit of trouble... Harry Harry did a lot of negging at the start. Like he was, he was a he was a real prick, and I I don't know. Like I just didn't want him to come back after the, the first couple of meetings. I was just like, oh dude, come on man, like just leave her alone. Like Bridge your bridge. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just. <laughs> But I think you're right, Tim, and it, like I agree, and he, he is, he's a douche and he's definitely not worthy of her because mm. she's super gorgeous and funny. But she, but he also changes from the second time that he meets, like yep. he's getting married and he's all That's confident and arrogant, yes, and yeah. then he gets dumped. And so he's learnt humility and vulnerability and that's what makes her compelled to, yeah. you know, to There's, actually be friends with him. Yeah, it's when they meet in the bookshop, isn't it? When, yeah. And his demeanour is completely he's, different. He's yeah. a changed man and that's what yeah. makes her go, oh, okay, well, that's the kind of person that I would like to be friends with because I'm also changed from um, my breakup with Joe, even though mm. I'm not really kind of admitting it to myself. Yeah. Mm. Jeez, I tell you, that scene that scene at the football game where he's talking about Helen and they're still participating oh, in the they're wave. They're still participating in the wave. <laughs> and I, I, there was su- that was such a good scene because yeah. it was this beautiful balance of him pouring his heart out. Yeah. But still, there's this comedy happening through the scene. Like, oh, it was... and that's the ge- that's the genius of Nora and Rob together. Oh, and yeah. I have I've written this down too, Tim, because my thing about and I have. It's a huge thing is to how do you get men to talk about real stuff because mm. so often they don't. You and go for a drive. You go for a drive. So you can't – it's all about no eye contact. Yeah. They can't see – you know, generally men can't seem to look at each other in the eye over a latte and mm. open their heart out about how they've been dumped and, or whatever. They have to not be mm. looking at each other because it's just too much. Yeah. So you either have them driving, like at, on in Neighbours, you know, we're cheap, cheap version, or you take them to a ball game in a seven million dollar movie and have them do that. <laughs> and it's like it's so genius, though. And they're all well, like you'll see her, her, him and Jesse are always doing something when they talk. So yeah, either, I was going to say they do it again walk, the, in the batting They're walking. Cage. They're walking in their little um, active. Oh, yeah, wear, what was that? Which is oh, so funny. So much sass. I was like, did they borrow my active wear? I was like, that's so forward thinking for nineteen eighty nine. Um, oh, or they're at the ball game, or yeah. they're at the batting cages. They're in the batting cages was um, the other one I thought of. You know, yeah. that's the way they talk, whereas, um, yeah. uh, you know, um, Meg and Carrie Fisher, they all talk over coffee or, like, whatever. Mm. Um, mm. Because women, that's just how we talk. Um, but it was but yes. nice to see, like, I feel like you don't get those... Le- you, those conversations with the dudes in these kind of films don't reach those levels. They're framed the same. They're still always doing something. But they'll be like, oh, no, nah, she doesn't want to do this. Oh, that sucks, man. Oh, well. You yeah. know, they're, they don't, they're not quite as involved as these conversations were. Yes. And I, th- yeah, and I mean, that's part and parcel because it is a romantic comedy. Um, and it's all about the talking. Well, I think that's what puts this one above a, a standard rom-com yeah. for me. It's like mm. what, it's what makes it engaging and So beautiful. Yeah. I no. felt like Meg Ryan or Sally didn't quite have the development. I wanted a bit more. No, there's different development. That's what I was going to say. I found that um, um, Harry went through a very large p- 
personality, character, journey. So he started off being this complete and utter knob. And then through everything that happened to him <laughs> over that time, he developed into this really well-rounded, knowledgeable, loving character. So he did the personality and character. Sounds arc. like you, Brad. A little bit. We won't get into that. Um, and, um, but Sally went through the emotional journey. So she basically, her character stayed the same through the whole thing. Like she didn't change. She was still the same person at the end that she was at the start. But her ability to, to deal with her emotions and her, especially with, the, um, with her, loving, her, like her loving emotions was her journey. So she developed that over the time, but stayed the same person. Whereas his loving emotions probably stayed the same through the whole thing, but his character changed. So he was a different person mm. at the, at, at personality-wise at the end. And so he developed into this, this great guy, um, whereas she was always a great girl, but she just had, she was her emotional connection that she had her issues with. Which says to mm. me that he's the protagonist yeah. of the movie. Oh, probably. Exactly. It's not yeah. a dual protagonist movie. And I always Which thought it, it was. Have been. Well, like, they're really hard to do, like because uh, you both have sure. to change um, uh, equally. Me, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I stand. I stand Amen. corrected. Sorry. I just. I, I mean, I would never have thought about that until I started to kind of deeply thinking about my protagonist and stuff. But he is absolutely because of all the things you just said, Brad. Like he's the one that changes. She's mm. the constant that he like, um, and he has to kind of reach her. And he does eventually, um, but yeah. only after being a douchebag at the start and then kind of leaving her high and dry in bed. Yeah, but he's been um, he's been dragged through the dirt through the through the time of it as well. He's gone through a pretty horrible yes. divorce and this and that and all these yeah. other bits and pieces that have happened to him and and you know he's he's struggled. But she's always been there for him. But and yeah. it, as I said, it's her personality. She's she's still exactly the same person. She's still that ditzy, funny little girl that was in the car at the start. She's still that person at, at the, the you know at the New Year's Eve party at the end. Yeah, absolutely. She's it's a bit still of the same thing. Hmm. Except she's a bit more. Maybe she's a bit. I think she's a bit more than a manic pixie dream girl. Like I do think she's more developed than that. Like and especially like you know when he calls, she calls him over and she's completely devastated about Joe and she realizes that she's just been waiting for this news and hasn't processed her feelings about that particular breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, you kind of see her. That she does love Harry des- deeply, and she's just wait, you know, she's but she feels like it's unrequited at the end, and she doesn't want to be his consolation prize, which is so heartbreaking at the end. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I love this film so much. Um, I'm so yeah, but yeah, she's she's far more than a manic pixie, but she's at the at the start, particularly with all her kind of quirkiness and like having chocolate sauce on the side or uh, you know a la mode pie on the side and all that stuff. Like mm. that's. But that's classic. the thing, that doesn't change. Manic she's, pixie. you know, at the end, she still does it. Yeah. She's still that's, doing it, yeah. It's just her, yeah, that's her, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the charade scene, I'm just going to hit a, oh, yeah? a tangent. The charade scene, is that the reference from, is that what The Simpsons reference with Milhouse, Milhouse's parents? It's a door! <laughs> Dignity! <laughs> Like, it's like under, I don't know. That felt I felt like I was watching The Simpsons. And I'm like, oh, that's what that's from, kind of vibe. Look, highly possible. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. hang on. I think so. I think the most important question we really need to ask here, and I want to answer from the group, is what do we think of the wagon wheel coffee table? Oh. <laughs> I dig it. I, I don't. I didn't mind it. I, I didn't mind it. I don't have a house for it though. Like. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the house for it. It would. It, yeah. it's I don't have the, for me. That's very. Like, 
I was going to say, coffee lube. yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like, is your house too good for this wagon wheel coffee table? Is that what you're saying? Oh, my no, house isn't just, good uh, enough. My, for this my, wagon my, wheel my flat is far too small, but I have to say, the apartments are like New York porn real estate. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, what are they, they all what have so much jobs? money. I don't understand, yeah. like how anyone yeah. is a, can afford that. Like Harry's apartment, you know, when they're rolling out that rug. Oh, doesn't man. that remind? Oh. Doesn't don't those arch windows remind you of play school? <laughs> I didn't think, no, I didn't think about that. Oh my gosh! I just keep thinking about Big Ted every time he goes back there. I just can't get it up. Oh, man. Um, but yet yeah, his apartment is so beautiful, and like all their, I don't know, every. Everywhere they are, it just feels so high society in New York. Like all their new, yeah. all their New Year's Eve parties. I'm like, God, I camp yeah. every New Year's Eve. Like that, yeah. they're just so Fancy. fashionable. They do make they do make New York look amazing, don't they? Like it's, yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, and the fashion, really like, character. And Billy Crystal's knits. Like Harry wears a knit, like no one else. <laughs> <laughs> like these white knits, and then his black knit that he puts on after he has sex with her, and oh, it's so cozy and like full New York, <laughs> you know. Anyway, I know that's but that I'm preaching to the wrong audience here, but it's no, really no, no, no. great. No, look, I have to go for a rewatch. The characters have got pretty <laughs> yeah. decent jobs yeah. in the movie, though, haven't they? So they would be living decent lifestyles. Like, he's a lawyer and she's a journalist, and she's a decent journalist. Like she's not working for some shitty newspaper. Yeah, yeah. but you never see them working, do you? No. <laughs> he's still constantly wearing uh, sneakers and jeans, though. So. You Works know. for Seinfeld. Yeah, it was a fa- yeah. <laughs> fashion at the time. It was. Yeah. They mm. are. They do. They do earn a bit, but still, like those apartments are like million dollars, millions and millions. I reckon yeah. it is yeah, eighty nine. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's definitely like it, they make New York beautiful. Like, all the Central Park shots with all the fall yeah. leaves and stuff, and um, it's so gorgeous. Yeah, totally. I um I really like the phone call scene. The split Just screen. Were they side by side? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like. You know, like it's really nicely written, but it would have been really fascinating to be on set and you know see it shot because it would have they would now, have. Had... Are, you, are you talking about the one when they were just watching the movie together, or the one? Oh where man, I nearly stopped. Separate couples. I'm talking about the second one, but I nearly stopped the film and yeah. just put on Casablanca again because I was like, oh, I should watch <laughs> Casablanca after this. The film's so good. Yeah. Um, but no, no I'm it wasn't that good the... though, considering that we've actually done Casablanca and we're all sitting there going, yeah, great film. Yeah. Absolutely. That split screen stuff, I, like I yeah. wrote a web series last year and that was very much the, um, and I used split screen the whole time because oh, yeah, it was true. a COVID set lockdown piece. And this, that scene with the four of them in the split screen kind of fun course was the complete inspiration for my totally entire web series. Yeah. <laughs> Again, so good. Like the dialogue is written so well in that scene. Oh, it's so good. And just timed so well. And um, But, you know, because it, it can bring a real sense of intimacy. Like even, even though they're not in the same room, split screen really, like if it's done well, um, you can bring this kind of sense of false intimacy, which, you know, is so, mm. so cool about like with a romantic comedy. Um. But that scene in particular, yeah, highlighted good acting and good writing. Yeah, just, yeah, to, like, take it to... I think that, yeah, there's definitely two aspects here. Like, to take it from the page and put it into what we saw, you know, there's another jump there, but it started great on the page and it was transferred through really nicely. And Because mm. they're both... Because they're all single shots, too. They're not, like... There's, a, yeah. there's an editing, you know... I mean, we talked about editing in our last episode heaps, but... 
um, you know, there's a lot that has to be lined up there for that to all sync up amazingly. Huge. Like, and I know doing, I know doing it, particularly if you're doing a like a um, a split screen with them facing each other, like mm. we had to do, look because they were looking into each other's laptops. Mm. You have to make sure that you get the right eye lines. So eye lines are extremely important for the actor and the cinematographer, and mm. then the editor has to have all their stuff to be able to line it up perfectly and. Oh, it's a huge! It's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Because I think Libby, in the first episode um, of of your series, you've got one character sitting down and one standing up, don't you? Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it adds that complexity to when you're talking about eye lines and that sort of thing. Yeah, it was really difficult, and I had mm. no idea how difficult it was. Like I just thought, yeah, cool, and then everyone mm. else was like, oh god. You so what? annoying. You yeah. want to what? <laughs> you want to when Harry met Sally met this? Yeah, it was pretty much that. That and normal people were the inspirations for me, which is another great romantic comedy if none of you have ever seen it. I mean, it's actually normal not a people. comedy at all. It's very much a romantic comedy. I think I have comedy. seen it. We'll have to get you back. Yeah, you can. We, if you do TV series, you can do another. Yeah, that's a series. <laughs> different. Um, I was just going to say, I think there is a... There's something about how they show New York and the seasons of New York, which is very much a four seasons kind of city, with how the seasons in Harry and Sally's relationship, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. like the season of hating each other, the season of being friends, and then the season of being in love. I think there's something nice about Mm. how they do that. That yeah, sounds awesome. extremely like. No, no, no. That's that good. sounds so film school of me to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I could have written an essay about that. <laughs> but I reckon there's something in that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, but there's things in film school that are in there purely because they work. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, <laughs> like it's and but it's all about how you do it. It's like okay, don't try and make it this obvious. Let's let's use this as the base and let's just try and work it into something so people don't notice. And I think that this film did it quite well. This, it was, it was, but it was written into the storyline nicely. The seasons, mm. I thought, was good. It I made sense. So. What did you hate about it? Was there anything you hated? Uh, the, the ending. I was kind of not super stoked. They had such a like happily ever after ending. Okay. I felt the the rest of it was so strong. And it was all based on their friendship that felt like a bit of a 80s happy ending cop-out. I feel like if this was done now, that it would be a far more cynical Mm. ending. Like, not a cynical of, like, no, fuck you, but it would be... Because I already, th- I actually think for 1989 it was extremely well done in that he was, mm. he yelled at her. Like he basically yelled at her all the cute things about her, right? Mm. Um, mm. Which, but it was so full of love. It's so great. And she just didn't, didn't just fall into his arms and kiss him. She was like, it makes me impossible for me to hate you. And she kind of, st- they're both still angry at each other at the same time, mm. which yeah. I kind of love. But I do think you're right in that I think there almost would have been a, I'm so tired. And he, she would have been like, I'm really tired. I can't like, do I can't. this anymore. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, she said, she said, I hate you like four, maybe four times, three or four times there <laughs> at the end. It was just a bit confusing because it's like, oh, it did it, it did it feel like she was kind of giving, just, just giving in, really? Mm. And just saying, oh, bugger it. Oh, really? I, I know. I know. I just think it's, you know, because she, she, did, she didn't want to. She hated him for, like, making it so hard. Yeah. But it's what it yeah. is. 
Relationships. <laughs> you got to work at it, Al. It's not all rom-coms. And, but it's, <laughs> tell, it's, you what, tell you what I hate. I hate Jess at that New Year's Eve party um, when she says, I really don't want to be here if I don't want to, if no one's here to kiss at midnight. And Jess goes, I'll kiss you. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just wanted to punch him in the mouth. I was like, Whoa, "Go man. away, mate!" Like as if anyone wants to kiss you, and like you are not like you're not my consolation prize. Thanks. <laughs> and that, and, but that, that's the thing. Like, uh, the, the, I think the brilliance of that is it just makes it so clear just how much he doesn't get it. He's just like, oh, you need someone to kiss? I'm here. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. We'll tick that off the list. Cheers. I love how unattractive he finds her. Like, even from, you know, their double date, like, he just, like, I mean, and it's impossible to find Big Ryan unattractive, but I love that he finds her unattractive. It's so good. And I love that he's such a narcissist that he just gets turned on when um, Carrie Fisher, like, um, quotes his magazine and he's like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I want in a wife, like, someone who just adores Um, me. It's the best. (laughs) It's not a lot to ask, though, is it? Is it marrying someone that adores you? No, that's. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what you should ask for. Yeah, kind of a prerequisite. It's not the me. only thing. Yeah, well, it's, it's not the only thing. It's exactly not. Right, yeah. There's a difference between adoring and pedestaling. Good. Mm. Well, yeah, good point. Deep, yeah. deep as yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Pedestaling or pedestling? Is it? How do you say it? Like to. I don't know how you say it. Pedestaling. <laughs> pedestaling sounds you know, pedestal. filthy. It to does put a bit. someone sounds on a pedestal. To a, bit a pedestal. <laughs> pedestal. Pedestal. Yeah, well, yes. uh, well, what? <laughs> you understood I what one, I was saying. Yeah, yeah. This is the beauty of English. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. One thing that I was kind of hoping for uh, at the end, just Libby going back to what you were asking before, not, not that I hated it, but one thing that I was a bit like, ah, oh, I wish they'd done this, was that all the all of the real couples they had throughout the movie telling their stories and things like that, when I knew it was going to you know, obviously come to Harry and Sally at the end, kind of telling their story, I wish... For me, it would have closed out really nicely if they were elderly. If it was much further, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they were like, yeah, because yeah. all of the couples they were talking about, we've been together for twenty years and so yeah. forth. Like they're all older couples. And then it had Harry and Sally, and it was you know a couple of months after they'd gotten married. Or she changed her hairstyle, so it was very nineteen ninety yeah. hairstyle as opposed to eighty nine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. So they've been, but it's but it's not like oh we've been together for fifty years. Like I think that's the closure that I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. like if you're gonna go happy ending, go like full hog go happy full ending. Go all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I would have been happy if they didn't even say anything. If it was just them old, and they just kind of a bit of each other. You know, just not like, even say it's Harry and Sally. Just yeah. a bit of a spinning top top ending. You know, not like, was that them? Oh yeah, exactly. Not even. All right, this is this is how I wanted to end. Old, old Harry and Sally. Yep, riff it, Al. Riff it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with this. Going. <laughs> do a remake. We'll remake it, Al, and you can do this. Make this happen. Harry and Sally. Yeah. On that same couch, and you get a moment where you're like, oh, this is them, and they're old. You know, you get, it. and they don't really say anything. Someone just like puts their hand on the other hand. Yeah. Fade, fade to black. Fade to black. And <laughs> says and says the man that said it was too schmaltzy and like too much of a happy ending. Well, look. Oh, God, I just want to vomit. Look, if I that's the it. ending you're going with, then you lean into it. I love oh, it, Al. Yeah, okay. exactly right. Okay. Yeah, just, I, I wish they had done that. I thought that would have been a lot a lot better. It would have had a much more impactful ending. Well, than, because, than, because we've been on that journey with them. We know all the things that they know about each other, the things that they love about each other. It didn't need to say anything at the end. It's just like, yeah. and yes, it felt, we're here yeah. and we're happy. And oh, it did God, feel out of place. I so wholeheartedly disagree. 
like 100% disagree because I think the beauty of this movie is that there is sentiment to it, but then it's always undercut with humour. Just like that, Mm. you know, at the baseball game, it's undercut with the Mexican wave. Like I think Mm. they undercut the the schmaltz of the ending, which you said was too happy ever after. I did. I stand by it. (laughs) With her neurotic idea of having dark chocolate sauce on the side. Sure, sure. It's so good, you know. And that's what I actually just love all the stuff that's wistful and reminiscing. Like the, my, one of my favourite lines is when she's talking about how she and Joe always talked about, you know, maybe not having kids yet so that they could um, have sex on the kitchen floor. Mm. And she says, no, not once. It's just, the kitchen floor cold. is just a very cold, hard Mexican ceramic tile. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like no, what a line. Me. Like it's not, there's no, not a cliche in sight. Like she's really yeah. thought about it and it's just, it's so funny. It brings you out a little bit and I, yeah, I just, I, that's why I love Efron's writing. It's so good. Like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Now look, I'm on board. I'm on board. Okay. But I hear you. I, I hear you about the makeup. I was just going to say, in nineteen eighty nine, was like age old makeup a good thing? Yeah, it w- yeah, it would have been. I think age it would have been makeup. like you know. Well, I mean, look at um, look at Billy Crystal in uh, A Princess Bride when he's Miracle Max, and he's yeah. in old makeup then, and it's yeah. like you know. But uh, yeah, but we didn't need to have them, the actors, doing it. We could have just had. Yeah, we could have had too just, old, just two oldies, two just old two. Yeah. But then, if you just had two oldies and they just were silent as Al suggested and just held each other's hand, how would you know it was Harry? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the brilliance. You yeah, <laughs> that's what Tim said with the spinning top. Yeah, the spinning top and in inception. Top yeah. <laughs> People were like, them? "Was it them? I don't know. Oh, Why didn't they talk?" <laughs> What's wrong? What happened? And then, like, nowadays, we'd be looking at news.com.au and they'd be like, the endings that you didn't know, you know, (laughs) that are left open. And then there it would be, Harry, Harry Betzali. Ah, anyway. (laughs) On that note, we are kicking on. We are really kicking on in time. Um, Okay. Just quickly before we do go on, the... I read an article yesterday, maybe, uh, about... Thank you. About... um, Going back to the scene, Al, that you mentioned where the split screen, they're both watching Casablanca and the him talking about compl- uh, high and low maintenance women. Um, and oh, yep. there was something in, there was something there about how that term had never really this this movie really normalized that term. Yeah, right. Um, and that before this had never really been used. Um, and I just found that. I, That's great. I, I was really blown. That. I was really blown away by that because it was, you know, obviously he is high maintenance as shit, and it's just like he's just dictating that to her, mm. and it's just something that. And then the the poor thing has to, it make he makes it worse by saying you're the worst kind because you're a high maintenance woman that thinks she's low maintenance. And yeah. so she's now boxed into this area where can't if she, she can't win. She if she overreacts to it, she's she's proving she's high maintenance. And if she doesn't, then she's accepting that she's high maintenance to a degree. So I just found that really fascinating. I, oh, Tim, um, I'm a bit such, too, a femi- such a feminist <laughs> reading of this movie. I'm loving it. Yeah, but um, but apparently, yeah, like it's it, uh, it really kind of came into. You know, I'm doing inverted commas, but pop culture, I guess, after this movie and. 
Yeah, anyway. That's yeah, great. Lexicon. And it's such a thing that is still thrown in peop- in women's faces, you know, mm. so often that low maintenance versus high maintenance kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, the amount of men who are on dating apps asking for no drama, it's oh, just like, God, oh, God, yeah, God far swipe out. left, thanks. <laughs> and, in re- and in reality, it's the dudes creating all the drama. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but also but the guys who proclaim to be laid back, um, you know, because that's the Australian way is to be laid back um, and want no drama. But then they're so passive. They're so laid back. They're basically dead. It's yeah. like, we don't want laid back, mate. Like, yeah, that's it. Like, why is laid back a good thing? Oh, golly. Anyway, we could, we could, that, we could delve into that's that. A, that's all that podcast. Just talking yeah. about dating apps, there's a whole nother podcast. I'm, and I'm sure there's thousands of them. I'm not even going to get into what I've experienced. My God. <laughs> okay. All right, Brad. Um, I'm so now- up for that, Brad. Go ahead. I want no, that. no. Dating just- with Brad. Dating with Brad. <laughs> dating with Brad. Look, Libby, just listen to our back catalogue. It's fine. You- you'll, get- you'll get an understanding. Trust me. Okay. Um, look, Julian said the magic words there that we're kicking on in time. Yeah, so this... Uh, absolutely kicking on in time. This next segment... Now, Libby, I'm not sure <laughs> But... Every film, like as a writer, look, you're a writer, you'd know this. You've directed, you've produced, you've written, you know. <laughs> you know. You'd experience this. Correct. But every film is somehow connected to Bill and Ted. And it's what's called the Bill and Ted Extended Universe. Um, so this next segment we go through is we try and we try and see if we can figure out what that link is. We know the link is there, but we just want to try and figure out how Harry, Harry when Harry met Sally is connected in some way to Bill and Ted. So I'm just gonna do the, I'm just gonna do the theme song for you. It is Every Film has a shared universe. <laughs> um, now, good luck with this one. Yeah. Um Libby you've mentioned that you're not really big you're not too keen on uh, maybe a sort of venture or you didn't really, you know, it wasn't No really look to thing. be honest, I would have watched it. Like I, or I would have watched some of them. Because there's a lot, right? Uh, there's well, there's there's three, yeah. So okay, there's, and, there's I mean, two. I was around. I was there's alive. There's two, and then there's another one. Okay. <laughs> Which one's the one that we don't speak of? The third one. Oh, we speak of most of yeah. us speak of all of them. We yeah. don't speak about the yeah. third one. <laughs> so well, Brad doesn't. I was alive and around, and so I reckon they were on at like boys' houses and stuff when you know, <laughs> like I'd go there for parties or whatever. Pro- probably <laughs> the Oldfields house. <laughs> probably, probably Al and Tim's house. Um, but I just don't, yeah, they just don't, they didn't sink into my memory for me. And it's like, it's the same stuff as like Star Wars. I don't think I ever saw Star Wars. Um, I don't think I ever saw Ghostbusters up until I watched it with my daughter recently. Right, okay. right. Um, I know. And this is, it's so crazy because like you guys all know Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters, right? He was in Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Blues Brothers for me. But Blues like Brothers for me, first, yeah. I knew Dan Aykroyd from like Blues Brothers right. I saw, but um, My Girl. Yeah. So like... Oh, yeah. I knew him as like the schlubby dad from My Girl. Um, anyway, I just, it's so interesting that we were all around at the same time but like have very different cultural touchstones. Just live in parallel However, lives. I mean, Bill and Ted and When Harry Met Sally were both 1989. Mm. So there's got to be some link. I did look, I was just going to say, I deep dive the internet to try and find whether Keanu Reeves and Meg Ryan had ever dated. I love this. Um, oh. Or stooped or anything, and I can't. Um... <laughs> stooped. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest word I've ever heard. Oh, the romance. Um, hey, you want to go? Stoop? You want to stoop me? <laughs> um, 
but I couldn't find it. So mm. enlighten me. What are the links? Okay. okay. Elves. Elves. Yes. Thank okay. God. Here we go. There are time jumps in this film. Yeah, we yep. go ahead five Ooh. years several mm-hmm. times. I'm suggesting that these are happening in real time because we've established that uh, Harry is the protagonist. I'm suggesting that he is time jumping forward. She so that that Sally is having more of an impact on him than we're led to believe, and so he's time jumping forward to get to know her better and see what situation she's in next time. And by the third time, it's a, it's very like she's so saying he's not I'm aging; so, she's so, aging. Yeah, I'm saying it's Threat. very deceptive and kind of not sort of creepy yeah that's not cool it's a bit it's very creepy but i'm saying he's he's like a he could be like a a descendant of rufus or other way around uh or rufus has just visited him maybe their relationship has some significance with aligning the planets interesting and so rufus has stepped in to time jump across and and help him it's interesting, Al, because it's uh, much better than anything I've got. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Could. Okay. All right. I'm going to try something here. Could. All right. Okay. Going back to the the wagon wheel coffee table. Could that wheel <laughs> have accidentally have gotten caught on the booth when they came back to San Dimas and it's... It's made its way to New York and it's been turned into a coffee table. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well you, you can even take that a step further. Back when they go and pick up Billy the Kid, surely there's a horse and cart kicking around there somewhere. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, that's the wheel the they hide wheel. behind yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. escaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do. Um, I like that. So, you know. The original SWAT truck. <laughs> that'll do? Will that that'll, do? That'll do. I think that'll do. Irrefutable, yeah, obviously. It's, it's a long bow. Dear listener, if you have a better, if you have a better BTEU connection, get in touch with us on the Facebook page. We have magnets. We have magnets. (laughs) Please take our magnets. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So now the next um, the next difficult thing we need to do is rate the film. So, Libby, I'm back at you here. Are you aware of the Sandema scale that we use? Please enlighten me. Yeah, all right, I can do that. So, every film that we're going to rate is against Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted gets a hundred percent. So, <laughs> you can you can look. You can rate this higher. You can give it one hundred fifty, two hundred, if you want. You can rate it lower, fifty, ten. Oh, feels um, like there's no rules. Well, look, let's let's. The it's rule compared. is let's be sensible. I mean, I think is that's the rule. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so. Um, as as our guest, it's you're just obligated to go first. That's just how okay. it works. Oh sure. Um, so yeah, what? in terms of the Sandema scale, what percentage do you think you give against Bill and Ted? Do you I haven't mean, seen? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a flawless uh, look, system. Hundred percent. You you very nice yeah, gen- you very nice gentlemen clearly have a huge passion for <laughs> Bill and Ted, and you're obviously very learned. Um, so that's got to mean something. Uh, I. I would give it. I would rate this one on par with Bill and Ted. Ooh, um, purely because it's like it's one of my favourite movies of all time, and I think it's so beautifully written. I really wouldn't change a lot about it, um, and it's funny and, and heart and all the stuff that I like. So I'm going to say, and I've watched it so many times, and I'm never bored of it. 
So I'm going to give it 100 to 100. Yes. Oh, perfect. 100%. Nice. Well played. Nice. There you go. Jules, do you want to go? Uh, yeah, I can go. Um, I can... I can relate to a lot of things. Like it's so funny because as soon as they their discussion, not that I'm going to go on a tangent here, but I, I was like, oh, I got really on board with this film very early on when Billy Crystal was having his discussion about, oh, you can, you know, men and women can't have friends because sex gets in the way, like female friends and things. Like that. And I was like, that is not true. And then it happened to me. I had this fantastic friend, and then everyone was like, oh, you guys should be in a relationship, so good together, and we did, and it ruined our friendship. So this movie caught my attention. Um, it caught my attention really, really early on, and I was really on board with it. Loved the storyline. I'm going to stop yammering on. I'd, I'd probably give it. Oh, look, it's up there. I'll give it ninety percent. Ooh. Yeah, I honestly, okay. I could, I could crap on for, for ages about it. That's I was so not nice, Julian. That and I was so into that. Ju- I'm so into that story, Julian. I want you to continue. Oh, look, I, I honestly could go on and on, especially what, what you were talking about with. Uh, Carrie Fisher about how like you know success is is when you get into a, a when, when you get married and things like that and I'm like oh it just grinds my gears like 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 you know people like uh, myself like I don't want to have kids and I'm in a polyamorous relationship so it's like it's constant society saying oh no that's wrong you shouldn't be doing that and I'm like I'm constantly telling people just to just to fuck off you know like don't give me your ideology because it doesn't align with mine you know like it's like there's a lot in this film that that really kind of uh, hit home, I guess you could say. And I was like, oh. so yeah, ninety percent. Look, I, I mean, I love the movie. Like, there's it's got great messages, and I love Billy Crystal, and yeah. So, but didn't quite get to the Bill and Ted uh, level for me. <laughs> but it was very good. Hey, our last listener, I think I gave them what two percent. I was at two. I think it was two percent. Uh, I think you bumped or, it to um, three. You did, yeah. I might have bumped it to three. What was that? Footloose. Footloose. I wasn't a fan of that. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, this was great. This was—I I don't know what I was expecting. I think, yeah, I—you know—I I knew it was a rom-com. I knew it was an '80s rom-com. I'm like, oh, this could be soppy and interesting, but I was—I was pleasantly surprised at how much more it was than that. Uh, so it's going to sit at a solid like maybe 85. For me, I think, and oh, and Lib, yeah. we were talking about it before the, you know, and what you were saying, Jules. We were mm. talking before the the pod. Is, I mean, I don't think it was quite as full on and and deep as this. But Lib, you and I were solid friends for a very long time during school, like proper was, solid friends. Yes, yeah. definitely. And there yeah. was sort of nothing ever. I don't know, expected or I don't no, know. There it was, was never, just like, there was never really a romantic thing between us. But no. I wonder if that's because. When I I think I met you, you were dating my very close friend. Yeah, perhaps. and I wonder if that's uh, if that just and then inevitably almost we were almost like brotherly and sisterly, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then you know, you've been married to Nadia for like a billion years. Billion, so many. <laughs> one billion. <laughs> one billion, precisely one billion. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think yeah, I I mean I just think that question is, and I I've come up with this question against this question a lot particularly when people get married and you know grow older and things there is this you know oh god traditionally there's that that distancing between men and women I think Mm. 
and people find it odd when you have a and every guy you know I have a very close friendship with a man and it's amazing I mean he's like my little brother but so many Mm. even my friends recently because we're hanging out a lot they're like well could anything happen there like why don't you just Mm. you know and I was like oh my gosh no just stop Mm. why don't you just stop and see (laughs) (laughs) stop just give it a stop it's insane um, the way people put that pressure on. It's just like, you know what, like, no. And then, you know, if you did make that, okay, we'll give it a go, it's just the most awkward thing ever. Like, it is just... So do you regret giving it work. a go with that, with your friend? Absolutely, yeah. She, she was one of, she was probably, like, at the time, my best friend. This was quite some time ago. Yeah, like, we were so close. And, look, I still talk to her today, but after, the, after that, it just it wasn't the same, you know. And yeah. Even, like, today, like, majority of my friends are female, and people, like... You know, like, I'll, it's dudes. It's always dudes. You know, like, oh, you know, oh, you're going to hook up with her. I'm like, dude, shut the hell up. Dude. Like, <laughs> don't talk like that. You 100%. Expert but there is, the, there, you know, it, like, it becomes really difficult when, you know, you are in a great friendship with someone and one of you has feelings and you either have to try and um, distinguish those, you know, extinguish those feelings, not distinguish, extinguish. Um, but often that's impossible. So you have to step back from the friendship yeah. anyway. Um and I've been through both those on both that on both sides, and it's um, mm. it's it it sucks. It's it's so I think a, I think a deep friendship between men and women is rare or rarer um, as we get older, um, because people immediately you know you kind of immediately jump, and especially when someone puts it into your head as well, like your friends, right? Like you start to think about it a bit, mm. and that can um, dirty the waters as well. Stop and see. That's going to be our new I'm just going to bring it back to that every time. <laughs> anyway, Brad, what do you I'm think? I'm looking forward to the neighbours episode where someone slides in. Stop and see. Stop and see. I wonder if they'd, into the, they'd be in the G rating or not. I think so we're one way to find out, Lib. Yeah, I'll put it in. See how we go. Actually, that's a that's a good question. How how? Actually, you know what, Brad? You do your score. I'll I'll, I'll ask that question in a minute. All right. Um, oh god, here we go. I'm not going to give this as as high as, as you guys. It, like I enjoyed it; it was good. But compared to Bill and Ted's, it's it's for me, it's not on the same thing. There was probably there was a, a few topics in this film that maybe were a little bit raw for me, should I say, yeah. at current time. So that was kind of there was a lot of uncomfortable bits and pieces in it where I kind of, especially with Billy Crystal's character, I kind of went, "Yeah, man, I know exactly how you're feeling." Um, so there was some uncomfortable bits in it for me that probably took a lot of the, the comedy part of it away. Um, but I'm still going to give it or like a, a decent score. So I'm going to give it a, about 60. That's pretty good. Nice. Cause it was still an, in, it was still enjoyable. It was, it was well written. Yeah. It was by far way better than a lot of other rom-coms, especially stuff from the eighties oh, so because it yeah, wasn't I just agree. your run of the mill. Here's, here's the storyline change the characters' names, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It um, did win. It, it was, like, nominated for a Best Screenplay at the Oscars. Like, it mm. was... And that's right. pretty rare for a rom-com. So, yeah. There was, a, as I said, a few bits that were a bit difficult to watch for me, but other than that, it was... Yeah, mm. It was all right. Awesome. Um, I am last. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much like Jules. I have some very close um, women friends. I'm going to be a... Uh, bridesman at one of my mates' weddings, so um, nice. yeah, Beautiful. I just yeah, so a lot of that really annoyed me in this that you know because it is a lot 
of the sort of spiel that dudes seem to just latch on to. So um, I'd probably give this about a 75, I reckon. Um, again, I'm it's only because Bill and Ted is just in my soul a little bit. So, um, <laughs> it's a perfect film. But, but yeah, it is. It is. But um, no, I, 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 I did really enjoy this. And I... Yeah, it's the that dialogue-driven uh, films. I just yeah, it's, there's a lot to take in, and I think I'll take a lot more in next time I watch it. Considering this was my my first go at it, so mm. hmm. cool, nice, nice. I'm so glad yeah. to bring it to all of your attentions. Oh, Thank I'm you. I'm stoked. I'm yeah, stoked. Yeah, super stoked. It's, good. it's another it's another one of these situations where like a listener has requested something uh, that I never would have watched. I never would have gone to this film. Yeah. Um, you know, unless somebody requested it, and you know, we, then we are forced to watch it. Someone held a gun to my head, essentially. Yeah, someone asked me this the other day. It's like, you know, how many films have you done that you haven't watched and, you know, that you, you watched for the first time and thought you would hate it and loved it? And I went, oh, there was the perfect example of, like, a film that none of us had seen that were recommended and basically, like, it was supposed to be a punishment for us and all four of us loved it, which was the Spice Girls film. Bloody Spice World. Spice World was great. (laughs) Every we all just came back and went, oh my God, this is so good. (laughs) And it was supposed to be, like, this punishment for us. It's like, haha, I'm going to get you to watch this. And we're like, oh my God, it was great. But then there's been other films of, like, (coughs) mother, um... (laughs) <laughs> uh, how good was Revolver though? Uh, uh, Revolver as well. <laughs> yeah, God. Where can you find us, Tim? Thank you. So search for a San Dimas School of Film on Facebook or on Instagram. You can email us at sandemasfilm at gmail.com. Do request films. Um, we love doing requests because we don't have to pick. Libby, do you have any socials or websites you want to spruce while you're, while you're here? Um, you can find my web series, which is a rom-com, very much inspired by When Harry Met Sally about um, the pandemic. Don't worry, it's hopeful, and we don't even say the word COVID or pandemic. Um, it's don't called, want to date it. <laughs> it's called, I don't want to date it yet. Um, it's called Loving Captivity, and you can find it on Facebook and YouTube, or um, and you can find us on Instagram at Loving Captivity. Awesome. Nice. Thanks. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. It was such a blast. Um, you. Let's, you know, strip it and see, and I'll come back another time. <laughs> <laughs> and look, you know, we uh, Al is technically our in the biz professional, so this has been huge for us. Uh, it's nice to have on. someone it's actually in the biz. Correct. Oh, yeah. Al, you're in the biz. You're in. The, you're far in the biz before me. So, uh. no, it's been a total pleasure. Thank you very much for letting me talk um, willy nilly about my favourite movie. Very much oh, appreciate cool. it. Awesome. We loved having you. Now, if you want to just quickly stay on, we can find out what we're going to do next episode. And I believe, Brad, you are. we're oh. going to go back into normal rotation. You're going to choose the next one. Do you have anything in mind, mate? That- I'm looking at my list at the moment, and there's so many things. Um, seeing as we're on the... Um, stupid. <laughs> yes. Seeing as we're on the, um, the rom-com thing, so a nice, light-hearted film... Um, that should keep us all laughing. Um, we're going to do Twelve Angry Men. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Let's just get rid of women altogether. Then. <laughs> far out. Just fill the room with dudes. <laughs> yep. So for something that's about as far from a rom com as possible, I think that's probably yeah. about it. So that's been on my list for a long time, and I think yeah, I, think cool. it, I think it's time. I think it's Great. time. 
Fantastic. Awesome. Well, I think that about wraps it up. So next episode, 12 Angry Men. Libby, thank you so much again for joining us. Do check out do check out Love and Captivity online. And we'll see you all in the circuits of time next time. In the meantime, be excellent to your ears. Don't forget to potty on dudes. Bye. It's time for the show. I played the wrong audio clip. Classic Jules. (laughs) 